I am gathered here today in round one, our players with two other familiar voices from the PTE network. Let's in round off two, first their Fayette memory will be tested. Carolina. And in round you know three, him, you love him. The host, one of the hosts of the Front of Me Trivia Podcast, Tim Dibble, my friend Tim. How are you two doing? Clues what do you like? Because on this show, repeating yourself is strictly good to be back. I feel like it's been a while since I've been up to the PTE network. But I am excited to play. I am, I mean, I'm doing well. I'm tired. I feel like the energy just for everybody has been off the last couple of weeks. And I blame the eclipse. Um, I, I mean, it's a good of reason as any, right? <laughs> I, I'm game. I'll blame anything at this point. I mean, I mean, hear me, hear me out. I am not an astrology person, but we know that the moon has a gravitational pull that affects the earth, Right. And if the moon is not behaving the way it normally does, it stands to reason that neither do people. Okay. But as for what I'm drinking, <laughs> uh, I, I I drank last night. I don't want to drink too much. So I am drinking a nice Sam's Cola. There you go. And I'm ready to get my ass kicked. Of the uh, of the I don't call them knockoffs, but of the store brand sodas, uh, that's up there with one of the best. That and yeah. the Win Dixie brand are solid. Yeah, Sam Sam's makes a good a good cola. Now let's head on out to Chicagoland area, Jeremy, my friend. Y'all are not hosting Geek Trivia tonight, so you're playing trivia with me. I am a sorry, sorry impersonation and replacement for Brian Nash, but I'm happy that you're here, my friend. How you doing? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm doing good. Kind of there with uh, Tim. Just a little bit tired. Been a long day. But uh, I am... Uh, luckily, there's no Geek Trivia Night, but I do get to see Brian tomorrow and Saturday. I am going up to Game Hole Con in uh, Madison uh, to meet up with him, and we're doing an escape room tomorrow. Oh, and then nice. I really look forward to seeing his uh, Grindhouse Arena, which is why he's up there. It's a game he created uh, that he's running at the event. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I am drinking a Angry Orchard Green Apple Hard Cider. Let's see if this makes any noise. If not, I've got a Mountain Dew here to crack for some, uh, you know, fully. Let's see. Eh. That was okay. <laughs> we'll give you a little bit more folly here. I don't think we've had that sound on the PTE network before. <laughs> Bloop. <laughs> No, that, that, that was that was a unique sound. I like that he's now so ingrained in the culture of the PTE network that he has to bring a backup drink in case his first drink pop isn't what he wants it to be. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah. The past couple of recordings, I've done that where I'm like, oh, if this doesn't do what I want it to do, I've got the soda, which will always do what I want it to do. They know nothing wrong with that. I'm going to go ahead and uh, do a bottle kill tonight. I actually threw the bottle. I recycled the bottle downstairs. Uh, I made myself a what we call Liguri Manhattan. That is four parts, four parts bourbon, one part uh, sweet vermouth. 
I'm going to pour it over ice with five dashes of bitters and a splash of uh, cherry juice. And the bottle kill tonight, I'm working my way through a bunch of bottles that I have that are just like, you know, a drink or two away from being finished. This is the last of my bottle of the James E. Pepper 1776 bourbon. This bottle has served me well. For a $30 bottle, it's delicious. Uh, this is my first time actually mixing. I've been drinking it straight for a while, so uh, I'm going to put my sippy cup top on top here. I can't be trusted with nice things. Oh, and that's going to play. Oh, that is fucking delightful. All right. Um, Brian Nash, we will have on the show here in the coming a uh, couple of episodes to talk about his board game that is going to be available for actual purchase. I think it's actually available now. Um, that game looks absolutely insane. It looks like so much fun. So I can't wait to get a conversion of it myself to play. But speaking of playing, we're going to jump right in. And we have a little bit of a twist for our two contestants tonight. Of course we do. I. What did you do? I did not do anything. However, a, another member of the PTE network knew that the two of you were recording tonight and volunteered to write all of the stuff that wasn't part of the hot seat. Thanks, Brittany. And then Brittany went out and got other people to help out with the midpoint and with the final round questions. So your pregame is written entirely by Brittany Shaw. I am going to do my best to use all of her notes that are here to tell you if you're right or wrong. But your pregame round is going to be called Quote and Quotables, 10 Famous Movie Misquotes. I'm going to read you the quote and give you the movie. You have to tell me, did I read the quote correctly or am I misquoting the film? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah, Brittany I you wrote thought. a movie round. She did. Oh boy. <laughs> so all of these quotes are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, I believe her exact response was she asked, What time are you recording tonight? Let me pull this back up real quick. She asked, What time are you recording tonight? And I said, We're doing it at nine. Why? She was I'm preparing for when my inbox will explode. <laughs> so, with that being said, Tim, we're going to start with you. Do you want odds or evens for your pregame? I will take the evens. All right, Jeremy, you're getting odds. Pregame question number one is from the movie Jaws. Your quote is, we're going to need a bigger boat. Is that the quote from the movie, or is that a misquote from the movie? I believe it's we're going to need a bigger boat, not you're going to need a bigger boat. So I'm going to say it's a misquote. Wait. So I've got I've to take what you said. The quote that I read was, we're going to need a bigger boat. Right. I think it's you're going to need a bigger boat. Okay. You, you mixed it up when you were saying Oh, that. did I? Okay. I told you I'm tired. You're good, brother. You're good. You're you're one for one. As Brittany calls that fake news. It is you're going to need a bigger boat. Jeremy is on the board. I think I just saw Tim, that quote today. It's literally my all-time favorite movie. Tim, we're over to you. Your movie is Forrest Gump. Your quote is, life is like a box of chocolates. 
Okay. I think it's a misquote because I'm pretty sure it's at least that particular section is life was like a box of chocolates. But I think that like the full quote is mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. But I think it's was not is. So you are correct. Brittany's flavor text here is fake. Life was like a box of chocolates is correct. So you're both on the board. Jeremy, back to you from the movie Oliver Twist. Is the quote, please, sir, I want some more. Um, this is one that I, I know is often misquoted, but I, th- I think it gets conflated with the Please, sir, may I have another? But So I think it is, please, sir, I want some more. So, yes, I think that is correct. That is correct. Uh, Brittany's uh, quotation here is really, really. So really, really correct. <laughs> Nicely done, Jeremy. <laughs> I've always read it as, please, sir, can I have some more? So I guess I'm wrong as well. Which is how Barney quotes it in How I Met Your Mother. Please, That's sir, what can is. I have some more pants? <laughs> Tim, we're over to you. Your movie is all about Eve. Is the quote, fasten your seatbelts, it's going to be a bumpy ride? I'm going to say that is a misquote. I think it's fasten your seatbelts, we're in for a bumpy ride. It is a misquote. Okay. Uh, the quotation Brittany has here is this is a, called a fake and bake. It's actually fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Oh, okay. But so I get the each, point, right? You get the point. You each have two. Jeremy, you chose. Well, you didn't choose odds. Tim chose. You gave you odds. So here is your Star Wars question. No. I am your father. That is the correct quote. The misquote is Luke. I am your father. Uh, Brittany's words here are, this is real. And if they miss it, bop them on the heads with their hand like little bunny (laughs) foo-foo. Jeremy gets the points. No, I am your father. When you said that this was the round, my first thought was at some point in this, it's going to say either Luke, I am your father or no, I am your father. Now, we're going to another sci-fi film. Tim, a little bit older. We're going with Planet of the Apes. Your quote is, get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. I think that is the quote. Oh, it is not. Uh, so fake, very false. Wow, I can't believe you messed that up. I'm reading <laughs> Brittany here. It well, is taunting us and she's not even here. It is take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Yep. Jeremy, you're going back to you from the film Cool Hand Luke. What we've got here is a failure to communicate. That's one of those movies that I really should have seen at this point, and I have not. Um. I th- I'm probably getting it confused another one, but I'm just going to go the 50-50 and say 
That is fake. Oh, no, it's actually real. Uh, Brittany's words here is it's real deal, blue steel. All right, Tim, we're over to you. Your movie is She Done Him Wrong. Your quote is, why don't you come up and see me sometime? I don't know the movie. I've barely heard the quote. Uh, I'm going to go with it's real. Oh, it is not. Totes fakes, my dudes. It's why don't you come up sometime and see me? Jeremy, back to you. Your film is The Graduate. Okay. Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me, aren't you? <sighs> this is a tough one because I don't... I've seen this movie, and I don't remember the aren't you. I thought it was just Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. So I I, mean, I could be absolutely wrong about that one, but I'm going to say that is a fake quote. No, it is real. I, it I, is a real I think quote. The, I think the inflection is what threw him off, because I think it's more of a statement than a question. It's you're trying to seduce me, aren't you? Not aren't you? Eh, maybe. And perhaps. I think that's what I'm thinking in my head, because I'm like, he, he, it's more of a declaration than it is a question. I have not seen that movie since college, so it's it. I found it. Yeah. Mike loves it. I have found that movie to be a little unbearable, personally. Yeah, no, um, I haven't seen it in years, but it's one of those, like, I, I feel like it was more of a statement and not a question, so that's where I made my guess off of. And proof that Brittany has not seen the movie but still wrote the question, her commentary is, it's real, and I hope there was uncomfortable eye contact. There was uncomfortable something. Yeah. All right. Tim, we're ending with you. Your quote is from the movie Snow White. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? I think. Okay, so game theory would be I've had four fakes. Um. So game theory would lead me to go, one of these has to be real. But I feel like that is one that I have seen on a misquoted list. I think it's like fairest one of them all. So I'm going to say it is fake. It is fake. Um who is the fairest of them all is correct, but it's actually magic mirror on the wall. That's that's what it is. Yep. All right. Tim I, I was, ties it up. I was locking in on the same spot you were, Tim. I, I forgot all about the magic mirror instead of mirror mirror. Yeah. I, I've seen it on the list of like often misquoted quotes, so I knew it was wrong. I just couldn't remember why. Well, we're moving into Hot Seat Round 1. Hot Seat Round 1 is going to be 15 minutes, a nonstop barrage of trivia, questions, and answers. We will ping-pong back and forth between our two contestants. We will make sure everyone gets an even number of questions at the end. Uh, Tim, we let you choose last time, and there is no, there is not currently a leader. Jeremy, do you want to go first or second in Hot Seat Round 1? I'll go second. All right, that means, Tim, you're going to go first. Your time will begin after I read your first question. Gentlemen, are we ready? Ready. Sure. All right. Here we go. Find one shilling plus costs. 
Walter Arnold of Kent, England, is often considered the first motorist to receive what type of fine back on January 28th of 1896? A speeding ticket. Speeding ticket is a correct answer. Jeremy, whose inauguration as U.S. president was the first to be streamed live on the Internet? Barack Obama? Oh, no. Way older. Uh, Bill Clinton. Remember, Al Gore invented it before then. So, Tim, we're over to you. Name three of the five players who were in the first class at the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay, so... Crap. Um... Oh, okay, okay. It's Ruth, Williams, and Wagner? Oh, no. Uh, Williams, I, I assume you're thinking of Ted Williams much, much later. It would be Ruth is on there, Honus Wagner's on there. The other ones would be Walter Johnson, Christy Mathewson, and Ty Cobb. Cobb is the Cobb. one I was thinking of. All right. Jeremy, over to you. Which of these names is trademarked by the Sealed Air Corporation? Is it Sealy, Bubble Wrap, or Airheads? Uh, bubble Wrap. Bubble Wrap's a correct answer. Tim, during the airing of the final episode of Seinfeld, a famous singer died. Legend has it that his ambulance made record time because of the empty L.A. streets caused by the Seinfeld conclusion. Who was this iconic crooner who scored his first number one hit in 1940? Sinatra. It was Frankie, Frank Sinatra, old blue eyes. That's correct. Jeremy, reportedly created in 18th century for British citizens living abroad, an IPA is a beer that stands for what? Uh, India Pale Ale. India Pale Ale is correct. Tim, in what U.S. state would you find Gonzaga University's 152-acre campus? Gonzaga is, I think they're Pacific Northwest, so I think it's Washington. Washington is correct. John Stockton is proud of you. Jeremy, caught by the FBI in 2011, Boston mob boss James Whitey Bulger inspired a character in what gangster film? Uh... Gangster films around that time. Let's go with The Departed. Now, Boston is your clue. The Departed is correct. Tim, we're going back over to you. Relax, breathe, and tell me. A Japanese sect of Buddhism shares what Z-word name with a state of calm attentiveness? Zen. Zen is correct. Calm attentiveness is not what I refer to Zencaster as. It's usually me <laughs> screaming at it. Jeremy, we're going over to you. On Halloween in 1926, a certain 52-year-old man died from impacts of a ruptured appendix at Grace Hospital in Detroit. This man's spookily timed death was strictly coincidental. Who was this man? That would be Harry Houdini. Harry Houdini is a correct answer. Also, Eric Weiss would have worked as well. Tim, which of these vegetables is not in the, basi the brassica family? Kale, 
artichoke, or Brussels sprouts? I'm going to say... Brassica, B-R-A-S-S-I-C-A, if that helps. Brussels sprouts. Unfortunately, not artichoke is what we're looking for. Jeremy, name the four countries that make up the United Kingdom. Uh, England, Wales, uh, Ireland, and Scotland. England, Wales, Ireland, and Scotland are correct. North Ireland is independent. It is? I thought it was the other way around. I always confuse the two, but I I honestly thought it was the other way. Yeah, geography question, I know. (laughs) Tim, we're over to you. On average, a healthy person's resting heart rate falls into which of these ranges from a beats per minute percentage or beats per minute perspective? 40 to 80, 50 to 90, or 60 to 100? This is, but I should quote, this here is using the Mayo Clinic as its reference point. And we're talking according to the Mayo heart Clinic. rate, resting heart rate, 40 to 80. Uh, no, the Mayo Clinic actually labels it as 60 to 100. Uh, 40 and 50 would be an extremely healthy person. So we're going over to Jeremy. Jeremy, what classic Disney film soundtrack features the song Never Smile at a Crocodile? Oh, uh, that would be Peter Pan. Peter Pan is correct. Tim, back over to you. What river flows from north to south and bisects the United States? The Mississippi. The Mississippi River is correct. Jeremy, a true or false question for you. Drafts can clean their ears with their tongue. True or false? True? It's true, and it's disgusting if you have not seen that. They just whip their heads to the side and the tongue just goes, it's weird. All right. Tim, we're over to you. What U.S.-based fast food chain has more locations than any other worldwide? Okay, so there's the obvious thought. And then it's got to be McDonald's. It's not. It's actually Subway. No, it's Subway. All right, Jeremy, we're over to you. The most successful pinball machine of all time sold over 20,000 units since its early 1990s release. Like many pinball machines, its theme was based on a pop culture phenomenon and contains objectives such as the mansion and the graveyard. What classic TV show is this machine designed around? Uh, it's the Adams family. And Adams. thank you, Hefe, for making me write a pinball round for Geek Trivia one week. <laughs> the Adams family is correct. Tim, we're going back to you. Lemurs are native to which island nation? Madagascar. Madagascar is correct. Jeremy, mammals and birds experience a unique phase of sleep characterized by random quick motion in the eyes accompanied by low muscle tone throughout the body and the propensity of the sleeper to dream vividly. What is the common three-letter abbreviation for this phase? Uh, REM. Today I learned birds also have REM. Or REM. All right, Tim, we're over to you. What type of poem has 14 lines and follows a formal rhyming scheme? 14? lines okay so it's not that it's not that what is a 14 a sonnet 
Asana is correct. Nicely done. Shakespeare approves. Jeremy, which artist painted self-portrait with two circles in the 7th century? Oh, why do you have to give me the art question? <laughs> this is... Uh, it's Degas. Uh, yeah, it is not. <laughs> I, I, was, I was wondering if you're going to go with ballerinas or something, if it was going to be Degas. But, 17th um, century, I should say. Yeah, yeah 17th century. I, I, I believe it's Rembrandt. Rembrandt is correct. Nice pull. All right, Tim, Latin is the official language for which small European country? Vatican City. Vatican City is correct. Jeremy, in 1978, which publishing magnate magnate held a fundraiser to save the them-crumbling Hollywood sign? I've got it down to two, and I'm trying to figure out which one it would be. Uh, Let's go Hugh Hefner. Take your top office and tell us already. Hugh Hefner is correct. I thought it was either Playboy or Penthouse. So, friends, (laughs) take your shirt off and tell us already. All right. Tim, we're going over to you. In 1975, an engineer created the first electronic camera while working for what company? Sony. Oh, no, it's Kodak. Oh. Jeremy, what cocktail is made with gin and vermouth and garnished with either an olive or a lemon twist? Uh, gin and vermouth, lemon twist is oh crap! I've got this. You're throwing me off with yours, but I'm gonna go Manhattan. Uh, no martini. That is martini crap. Manhattan is made with a uh, whiskey or bourbon and sweet vermouth. Yep. All right, Tim. Going back over to you. In the U.S., most Amish speak. Most Amish people speak both English and a particular dialect of what other language? German. German is correct. Jeremy, going over to you. On the television show Glee, the Glee Club's main competition is a 26-member show choir at Carmel High School named what? Oh, crap. Um, Is this uh, James Madison High? No. uh, Carmel High, and the the group was called Vocal Adrenaline. Oh, the group name. Sorry, I, I... Later on, I think they changed their name to a president school or something, or there's a president school involved. I haven't seen the show in years. Well, they're uh, they're from McKinley High School, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, McKinley. It was McKinley. They're from McKinley High. All right, Tim, we're over to you. Which of the five animated M&M spokes candies was originally voiced by John Goodman? Oh, this is great. I wrote a question about this for Frenemy Trivia uh, because when... When Billy Crystal was the red M&M, John Goodman was the yellow M&M, I believe. Yellow peanut M&M is correct. Jeremy, if it could talk, the traditional animal symbol of the Democratic Party would most likely make what sound? I need you to be as accurate as possible. (laughs) That's a correct answer. I'm like, how do I do this? All right. (laughs) I had to have my fun somewhere. Uh, Tim, we're going over to you. Besides elephants and rhinoceroses, what other animal native to Africa are considered pachyderms? P-A-C-H-Y-D-E-R-M-S. Pachyderms. Pachyderms. 
You said besides the elephant and the rhino? Correct. We're looking for the other animal that's considered a pachyderm. I don't think it's right, but I'm thinking hippo. Hippopotamus is correct. Nicely done. About two and a half minutes left. Jeremy, we're over to you. What is the fourth letter in the Greek alphabet? Uh, I know what I want to say. Because it would be, I don't even know if it's an order, but it would be Alpha, Beta, Epsilon, Delta. Maybe that's right. Uh, I think it's Delta. Delta is right. Nicely done. Tim, which bombastic annual event celebrates community and self-expression in Nevada's Black Rock Desert? Burning Man. Burning Man is correct. Jeremy. In 2004, who spawned a rubber bracelet trend by selling yellow wristwear to raise money for charity? Uh, I believe that would be the Livestrong bracelet, so Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong is correct. Tim, the first man in space is whose claim to fame? The first man in space. Uh, How do you pronounce his name? Gagarin? Yuri Gagarin is correct. Jeremy, what is the smallest U.S. state by land area? I hope that's Rhode Island, because if it's not, I have no idea. It is Rhode Island. Tim, over to you. What R&B singer of I Feel For You sang the theme song for Reading Rainbow, which had a 26-year run on PBS? I can hear the song. I feel for you. Anytime I hear for you, I just think Prince, but I, I'm pretty sure that's wrong. Uh, Prince is not correct. Shaka Khan. All right. Jeremy, over to you. Who ended his final 60-minute segment by saying, if you see me in a restaurant, please just let me eat my dinner. Um, who was on 60 Minutes? I've got to go back further because I don't think it's one of the newer hosts. So let's just go with one of the older hosts, possibly the original, if I remember correctly, and say Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney is a correct answer. Tim, we're over to you. This will be your final question of the hot seat. Round one. And here we go. There's proof. Here's your final question. Tim, what ancient Egyptian slab showing three different scripts with identical meanings holds the key to deciphering hieroglyphics? Uh, I assume that's the Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is a correct answer. Nicely done. I think Jeremy still gets one. He went second, didn't he? He did. I apologize. Jeremy, what does the K stand for in (laughs) K-pop? Korean. Korean is correct. And now we're at the end of hot seat round one. All right. Tim is picking up 14 points. Jeremy is picking up 17. So your score is going into halftime. Jeremy's got a 20 to 17 lead. We're going to play a fun game of how well do you know your favorite people? Your halftime round is a joint venture written by Brittany with inspiration from Karen Dipple. 
Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Your category is an imaginary line in the sand. On the continent of Africa, there are seven countries through which the equator passes. One of these countries is an island nation, but the rest are on the mainland. We'll do four. We're going to make give four, not five. But for five points each, name four of the countries. Oh, I don't even know where to start with this. But you said island nation, so let's go with Madagascar. I think that's too far south. But you did say African countries, right? Correct. There's way okay. more than seven if we're looking okay. at Africa. Just, just making sure I had the right continent here. Um, You're good. If we're talking there, okay, so it's going to be further south than I just want to say Djibouti, but I think it's further south, so we're not going to go with Djibouti. Let's go with, we'll go with, uh, I don't know my African geography. So Kenya, the DRC, and we'll go with Djibouti. I don't know. And Madagascar. Jeremy, what did you go with? So something that was brought up not too long ago, and I know, I'm pretty sure I have three. I took a stab at the other one, but I think it might be too far north. Um, So I went with Congo, uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, Kenya, and the wild guess is Ethiopia, because I don't remember what else is around there, and I suck at geography. So I find it funny that neither one of you went with Equatorial Guinea. Uh, That's the... Because it's not on the equator. That's one of the trick ones. It's not on the equator. It is not. So your correct answers are the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Kenya, Congo or the Republic of the Congo, Gabon, Uganda, Somalia, and Sao Tome and Principe. I can never say it. I think it's Principe. Uh, that would be your island nation, Sao Tome and Prince, Principe or Principe. I don't remember, but Tim, I've got you picking up ten. Jeremy picking up fifteen. Coming into the coming out of the halftime round, let me record that. Tim's picking up ten. Jeremy, you're picking up fifteen. Coming out of the halftime round, your scores going into hot seat round two. Jeremy has a little bit of a lead. It's thirty-five to twenty-seven. Tim, you know the question I'm going to ask you. Do you want to go first or second? In hot seat round two. Uh, I'll go second. You're going to go second. Jeremy, you're going first. Gentlemen, are we ready? Ready as I'll ever be. All right. Your time will begin after I read your first question. Here we go. Though it sounds like something for a plumber, a piping bag is used in which of these professions? Mechanic, electrician, or chef? Oh, uh, that's what you use uh, to put like the stuff on top of like pastries, like the icing. So, chef. Pastry chef is a correct answer. Tim, Nurse Ratchet is a well-known movie villain from what Oscar-winning film? Oh, Booker Beans. Um, wow, I am drawing a blank. I feel like I know this too. Uh. We'll just say Psycho and move on. It is not Psycho. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. 
and possibly the best movie villain ever made. Jeremy. What city is known as La Vie Lumiere? Uh, La V-I-L-L-E-V-A? V? Making me say French now. Lumiere. Uh, because it sounds French, and it, I believe that means the city of lights. I'm going to go Paris. Paris is a correct answer. Tim, we're over to you. In 2011, Italian cops caught the mob boss of the Sicilian town of Corleone, the namesake of the crime family in what film? Godfather. You come to me on my daughter's wedding day. I was sitting here going, I, I, I had Goodfellas stuck in my head from earlier, so I was sitting here going, was it Goodfellas or Godfather? Which one is it? <laughs> you got the correct answer. Uh, Jeremy, you're getting perhaps my favorite question of the day. When the first three letters are removed, what president's name becomes the same name as an 80s TV icon? Looking at the first and last name of a president, when you remove the first three letters of the first name, this president's name becomes the name of an 80s TV icon. That? What? Um... I I have no clue. Uh, so let's just go uh, Theodore Roosevelt. I have no clue. Uh, not a bad guess. I, I really thought about pulling this one and using it for a final round question. Be Lyndon Johnson becomes Don Johnson. Oh. Okay. <laughs> L-Y-N-D-O-N. Take away L-O-Y-N, and it's just Don Johnson. Tim, we're over to you. What game, first released in 1967, consists of a plastic tube, a number of plastic rods called straws, and a lot of marbles? Kerplunk. Kerplunk is a correct answer. I love that game. I would say I haven't thought about that game in a long time, but it literally came up in a trivia podcast like yesterday. You either have a time machine, you went back to listen to this episode later, or someone is stealing my questions. <laughs> you bastard. All right, Jeremy. When a person is at rest to the nearest minute, how long does it take for all of their blood to circulate through the heart? I, uh, uh, one minute. One minute's a correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> I would have average of 60 beats a minute, like like a second, maybe in the 60 beats you get a, you get all your blood through. Holy crap. <laughs> Nicely done. Tim, Tim has a headache with you getting that answer. I have a headache with me getting that answer because that was pulled out of my ass. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. All right, Tim. Smorgasbord is a type of meal originated in which Scandinavian country? Sweden. Sweden is a correct answer. Was that on another trivia podcast as well? No. Okay. I mean, maybe right. at some point, but... It will be in the future. I can promise you that. Jeremy, we're going to you. How many pairs of chromosomes are found in the average human? God. Um, this is one of those ones that I, I think I know and I always get it wrong. I think it's 46 or so 23 pairs. You are a Ryan Sandberg fan. 23 is a correct answer. With Michael Jordan. 
uh, I grew up watching baseball. Yeah, and I, Ryan Sandberg well, had his baseball cards and everything as a kid. It's the origin of 23 and me. <sighs> Tim, we're over. Oh, my here. God. <laughs> There's no way. It's literally. It is 23 and me. Is, yeah, genetic testing. I didn't even think about that, and I've done. Oh, I thought you said the origin of Twenty Three Me was Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! <laughs> that well, makes more sense in, in a roundabout way. <laughs> All right, Tim, we're over to you. From two thousand and five to two thousand and eleven, Steve Carell played Michael Scott in what popular sitcom? The Office. The Office is correct. Jeremy, which would be the first book of the Bible if the Bible was alphabetized? Uh, Amos? Axe. Axe. Oh, God damn it. Uh, Tim, what is the name of the part of Universal Studios Hollywood where the Harry Potter theme park is located? What is the name of that part of the park? Wizarding World of Harry Potter? The Wizarding World of Harry Potter is correct. It's also what it's called here in Florida. Real quick, is it 5-5 five, five or 5-4? Five, I've got it at 5-4. Okay. Jeremy, name one of the two first permanent hosts of the British game show, Never Mind the Buzzcocks. Oh, God. Um, what are their names? I, I had to write a round on British game shows for Geek Trivia. Oh, and I thought this question it. was too out there. The, the only reason I know this, um, what was his name? Not Cowell. It, it is a Simon, but what is his last name? Simon Amstel. Yeah. Simon Am- Amstel is a correct answer. Uh, Simon quit. Amstel and Mark Lamar. <laughs> Oh, it was Mark Lamar. Okay, because there yeah. was something I wrote when I wrote the question. Like, that one popped to mind before the Simon, but he, like, left the show or something. So I thought uh, it Mark Lamar, my was the first one. Then Simon Amstel took over when he left. Okay. Because I remember there's... Tim, Tim's left the recording, guys. He actually put a shirt on. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh. This one has sleeves. Tim, we're over to you. American Idol judge Randy Jackson got his big break playing what instrument for the rock band Journey? keyboard uh no bass guitar bass guitar is what we're looking for jeremy what is magma called when it reaches the surface of the earth uh okay i'm overthinking this i'm like sitting here going it's not lava no but it is lava it is lava yes (laughs) i was trying to remember like what is lava called when it dries (laughs) all right tim i apologize for this question but i love it which of these Looney Tunes characters would be classified in the animal kingdom as Gallus Gallus Domesticus? Would that be Foghorn Leghorn, Wild E. Coyote, or Taz the Tasmanian Devil? Gallus Gallus Domesticus? Gallus is G-A-L-L-U-S. The second is Gallus G-A-L-L-A-S, and then Domesticus. And you said Foghorn, Leghorn, Tasmanian Devil, or who? Wild E. Coyote. I'm going to go with Wild E. Coyote. 
Oh, I said, I said, I said, I said that is a wrong answer. Be Foghorn Leghorn. Jeremy, over to you. Name the four bones that are in the human leg. Crap. Um, the femur. The I think I'm going to go into arm bones here, but fibia, tibia, and ulna. Oh, femur is correct. Tibia is correct. It's the fibula. The fibula. And the kneecap, the patella. Okay. Tim, we're going back to you. Juggalos are an infamous group of impassioned music fans that support what musical art? What musical act? Insane Clown Posse. You down with ICP? No, no, you're not. It's ICP. Insane Clown Posse is correct. Jeremy, back to you. Known worldwide for playing Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe took on the role of a lifetime when he played a farting corpse in what 2016 film? Oh my god. I saw this. <laughs> it's, it was uh god damn it. Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man is correct. <sighs> That's truly a movie you, you'll you never see. Just, oh, I, in my head, I'm thinking Daniel Radcliffe, and you said, so I'm like, okay, you said Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. Okay, you said Daniel Radcliffe, so Woman in Black. Or uh, Equis, which was his stage show, is where I thought you were going to go, but... Is that nope. the one he was naked in? Yep. Yep, now. Tim, we're over to you. Within one either way, how many basic positions of the feet are there in ballet? Seven. Oh, you're so close. Five. Five. Just a time check here. About three and a half minutes left. Jeremy, believed to bring prosperity, Chinese restaurants often display a statue of what animal with one paw raised? Uh, Tiger? Uh, It's less specific. It's It's actually just a cat. Oh, um, I will flag that and come back and review it later to see if Tiger is an acceptable answer or if you need it to be less specific. So we'll we'll research that at the end. Moving right along to Tim. Tim, what two word activity often associated with Catholicism can also refer to a desperate last minute American football pass that attempts to save the game? Both Hail instances. Mary. Oh, sorry. An Ohio State fan is very familiar with that. Hail Mary is a correct answer. Actually, we you're not. You usually win going them. away. And, like, don't worry about flagging the other one. I'm imagining the cat now. In my head, I was like, what have I seen in a Chinese restaurant? They have, like, a tiger statue. But, no, I know the cat has usually has, like, the swinging arm, like, yep. thing, too. It's absolutely a cat. Jeremy, by definition, a pith helmet, P-I-T-H, is a lightweight hat worn with what purpose? It serves that- what purpose directly? Is that the, uh, like, I'm imagining the guy from Jumanji, and I think that's his hat, like the hunter. So I'm going to say, like, hunting or safariing. Uh, can you be more specific? Like, what is the purpose of the hat itself? To block out the sun? Yeah. Protection from the sun and heat is what we're looking for. So I'm giving that to you. Tim, we're going over to you. What planet is closest to the sun? <laughs> Mercury. <laughs> Mercury, they swing wildly. The hot seat giveth and the hot seat taketh away. All right, Jeremy, name the country where Angkor Wat can be found. 
Angkor Wat. A-N-G-K-O-R-W-A-T. And what country would that uh, be found? I think it's Cambodia. Cambodia is a correct answer. Tim. In a game of dominoes, what is the term for the first double played from which other dominoes may be played on all four sides? Opener. Uh, no, it's called a spinner. Spinners what we're looking for. All right, Jeremy, what U.S. state is home to the Coeur d'Alene National Forest? C-O-E-U-R D apostrophe A-L-E-N-E. Coeur d'Alene. Uh, that's Idaho. Idaho. My God. Thank you, Corey, for that one, because he has a trivia show in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Coeur d'Alene. <laughs> I'll never mispronounce that again. Tim, tanks were first used in battle in which war? World War One. World War One is correct. Quick time check here. We currently have about half a minute remaining. Jeremy, a recent social trend. Dadgler parties are events thrown for men who are about to what? Uh, I'm going to assume be a dad. Yes, have a baby is correct. Tim. What hockey team's jersey? does Cameron wear in the film Ferris Bueller's Day Off? The Detroit Red Wings. Detroit Red Wings is correct. I believe it's a Gordy Howe jersey. It is a Gordy Howe jersey. All right. And I believe everyone got the even number of questions there. Yep. Let's do a score check real quick. I have 11-10 in that round, but I could be wrong. I've got 11-10 Jeremy there. Yeah. I will trust you. I started keeping score this round and then stopped halfway through because ADHD. <laughs> Been there, done that. All right, your scores going into your wage around. Jeremy's got a slight lead. It's currently 46 to 37. Here's how your wage around is going to go. I mentioned earlier that Brittany didn't do all of this herself. She had help. And by help, I mean she had three different people write your wage around questions. So not only are you going to be wagering based on the category, you're also going to be wagering based on the person who wrote the question. So you'll get the category and the person that wrote the question. Oh, God, I'm afraid. (laughs) I'm just imagining all the people that would have been like, yeah, I want to get in on this bullshit. Right. I'm sitting here going, Jay, Guapo. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Who owes us payback? That's the other thing. Ryan Nash, maybe. Mike Mott. (laughs) Mike Mott. The bullshit he pulled on me. I'm, I'm still a little bit salty, Mike, if you're listening to this. I love you. I love you. But payback's a bitch. Uh, I think uh, I think Drew holds the record for being most pissed off after what Jeff Woodhead did to him in the World Traveler Tournament. I didn't even <laughs> think about Drew possibly being on this list. Well, here are your three <laughs> wager round questions and the corresponding submitters. Question number one is from the lovely Jay Borsum. And that category is Jay Does Politics. Question number two from the aforementioned. That could have been way worse. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jay worry. Does Math is what I was waiting for when you said Jay. 
Mm-hmm. Question number two is from the aforementioned Drew Bucksbaum, and the category is man's best friend. Question number three from Aaron Mayers, and the category of television. Oh, this is brutal. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to do this. I'm locked in. Our wagers are locked in. We're going to start with question number one. Question number one, your category is from Jay Borsum. Your category is going to be called Jay Does Politics. And yet somehow this does not necessarily mean there's no math involved. (laughs) I know. Because the last time, or or the episode that released today of PTE was Chris making people do political math. Uh, The difference in age between Joe Biden when he was inaugurated and Teddy Roosevelt. And someone got that on the nose. Yeah, Mike did. Yeah. All right. Question number one, the category is from Jay Does Politics from the lovely Jay Borsum. In 2019, users of what website, which got 3 million views a month as of 2017, helped debunk an image circulating around the internet allegedly showing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez vaping in the bathtub. Eagle-eyed aficionados on the site were quick to realize that the subject of the photo is actually a woman who had been connected with Anthony Weiner's scandal in 2013 and seemed to suffer from brachydactyly, a condition AOC does not apparently deal with. And I can spell that for you if you like. Can you post that in the chat? Yeah. Nah, you guys got it. No, I didn't. <laughs> that went in five different directions by the end. Something just clicked and I'm locking in. I... Okay, I'm locked in. Both of our contestants have locked in. We're moving on to question number two. This question brought to you from by Drew Bucksbaum, host of the Nerd Off podcast, your Category is man's best friend. George Lucas owned an Alaskan Malamute that would like to sit like a co-pilot in his car. This dog would serve as his inspiration for Chewbacca. What was this dog's name? Locked in. Locked in. All right. Both contestants have locked in. Moving into question number three from Aaron Mayer's category is television i mentioned earlier that i've never heard of this and so i'm not even going to try and do the the imitation that that aaron's asking me to do canadian legend and alleged wild man caillou has two parents who truly love him and that's no lie what are his parents poetical names possibly pilfered from the pseudonyms of a pair of persons from a james cameron picture coming this november From the network that brings you the pub trivia experience, boozy bracketology, and frenemy trivia, a new word game podcast that promises to entertain you in 30 words or less, or it's free, Verboten. Listen in every Tuesday as two teams of competitors square off to try to prove that they have the best words. They'll be joined by our host, the hardest working woman in trivia, Jay Borsum of Liquid Courage Entertainment. In round one, our players will have to prove their word association skills. In round two, their memory will be tested. And in round three, they'll have to untangle the clues that Jay herself has to offer. 
no two clues will be alike, because on this show, repeating yourself is strictly verboten. Coming soon to the PTE Network. We are going to go question by question through this, starting with question number one from Jay Borsum. The category was Jay does politics in 2019. Users of what website, which got about 3 million views a month as of 2017, helped debunk an image circulating around the Internet, allegedly showing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez vaping in a bathtub. Eagle-eyed aficionados on the site were quick to realize that the subject of the photo is actually a woman who had been connected with Anthony Weiner's scandal in 2013 and seemed to suffer from brachydactyly, a condition which AOC apparently does not deal with. We're looking for the name of the website. Tim, your answer and your wager. Okay. Uh, so I thought, not, now that I think it through, brachydactyly isn't... Uh, is, yeah, isn't that like webbed feet or something like that? Uh, so I figured this was a foot thing. And I said OnlyFans. And how much did you wager? Uh, five. Jeremy, your answer and your wager. Um, So we kind of went down the same path. It took me a second because uh, I, I, I didn't clue in on the scientific term at first. I, I was thinking, what would Jay put? Maybe Reddit, maybe OnlyFans, maybe something like that. And then it I locked in on the brachydactyly. And I'm like pretty sure it's web feet. And I'm pretty sure Jay at some point in the past has mentioned this. And I think I and I could be wrong. <laughs> I think the answer is wiki feet. Wiki feet is a correct answer. And today I learned wiki feet actually exists. It, the only reason I know is because Jay has mentioned it. <laughs> uh, and wager? I wagered 10. I'm sorry. And with the wager of 10 there, Jeremy has upped his lead. It's currently 56 to 32. We go into question number two from our friend Drew Bucksbaum. The category was my best friend, man's best friend. George Lucas owned an Alaskan Malamute that would like to sit co-pilot in his car. This dog would serve as his inspiration for Chewbacca. What was the dog's name? Tim, your answer and your wager. I honestly couldn't get anything, so I just assumed that he his dog was named Chewy and went for eight. Jeremy, you're answering your wager. Um, this one just popped in my head immediately because I've heard this fact before. I believe he named another character of his after this dog, even though it was the inspiration for Chewbacca. He named another character Indiana after the dog. We named the dog Indiana. Indiana is a correct answer. Jeremy picking up 10 points there. Tim is losing eight. It's 66 to 24. Uh, we're going into question number three. Still technically anybody's game. From Aaron Mayers, the category was television. Canadian legend and alleged wild man Caillou has two parents who truly love him, and that's no lie. What are his parents' poetical names possibly pilfered from the pseudonyms of a pair of persons from a James Cameron picture? Jeremy, your answer and your wager. So knowing this came from Aaron and Aaron uh, has, uh, thanks to him, I have looked up quite a few Caillou facts over the past couple of years for Geek Trivia. <laughs> um, I believe the parents' names are Doris and Boris, and I wagered 10. Tim, your answer and your wager. 
I heard the Je- uh, the the James Cameron clue, but I missed the pseudonyms part, and I put Jack and Rose. And your wager? Uh, five. Well, it is Doris and Boris. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's from True Lies. And with that, Jeremy is picking up a a, a very large win. That is in no way indicative of how close this game was. 76 to 19. Jeremy, my friend, congratulations. Good game. Good game. Yeah, that was a lot closer than the final score makes it look. Yeah, yes. none, none of the uh none of the final round just played right for me. Yeah. Uh, and I had an in on two of those because of well, one just being friends with Jay for so many years, and the other one, <laughs> uh Aaron having me look up facts on Caillou. Um, and then the Indiana thing is just something being a giant Star Wars fan. It's something I've heard before. It was as soon as you said it, it rang a bell. Yeah. And uh, being it, a giant Indiana Jones Indiana. fan helps too. Yeah. They named the dog Indiana and it was because it was his dog's name. Well, that has been another episode of the pub trivia experience. Our beers are gone. The whiskey's gone. The Sam's Cola is gone. Before we sign off, uh, Tim, go ahead and tell our listeners, uh, if they have not for some reason listened to Frenemy Trivia, I don't know what else we can say to get them to do so, but tell our listeners about Frenemy and what they can expect in the future. Yeah, so uh, Frenemy Trivia is a mini tournament in every episode. We take four trivia contestants, uh, we pair them off into teams, and then when one team gets eliminated, the remaining team splits off into individuals and goes head to head uh so the friends become the enemies uh you can find us on the pte network anywhere you find your podcast it's the frenemy trivia podcast um i have a lot of fun Brittany's a great co-host and she really has become my frenemy over the last uh we've been doing this for about five months at this point and uh you know, it's great. We, we're wrapping up the Tournament of Frenemies as we record. We've got one more episode left, and uh, then we'll start looking at Season 2 in the near future. It's going to be a blast. Jeremy, uh, now that you're part of the PT Network, anything you want to plug or give a shout-out to before we sign off for the night? Um, obviously, plugging PT, but you're already listening. Um, just happy <laughs> to be a part of that. What's um, PTE? podcasts trivia entertainment but yeah other than that um usually on thursday nights obviously not tonight because i'm here uh brian nash and i uh get together and host a version of his geek trivia where uh he has the first four rounds and i write round five based on a dice roll at the end of each game that's how we determine our winner even though you get a place we still roll a die just by playing you have a chance to win and you choose round five and that's where some of these obscure categories come from that have come up in a few questions tonight where i'm like (laughs) wow i have gone down that rabbit hole um But uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, Twitch.tv slash LK Jeremy Thursday nights, 930 Central, um, usually right after Jay's Liquid Courage game. So check out Liquid underscore Courage, Courage with a K before that. And uh, we over on the Boozy Bracketology podcast, the sister podcast, are still sitting out waiting on the SAG after strike to be over, waiting on them to get a fair deal. Uh, We've got a lot of fun stuff going on over there. So, uh, gosh, what have we done? We're in the middle right now as we record this of the best Michael Jackson song bracket. Uh, Coming up, we've got the best video game music bracket that, Jeremy, you've already recorded the entirety of. 
Uh, and then once the strike is over, we're moving right back into our best 80s movie bracket, but we're not doing that until they get a deal they're okay with. Yep. Plenty of other stuff coming over on Boozy Bracketology from the Frenemy Trivia Podcast and the Pub Trivia Experience and soon to be Verboten? Verboten. A new? Huh? I said Verboten. Yeah. Our newest show of the PTE Network hosted by our good friend and the hardest working and women hardest working woman in trivia, Jay Borsom. It is a fun game show style game you're going to love coming the beginning of November. You'll love it. I guarantee you're gonna love it. But hey, you've heard enough from us. If you enjoy the shtick that we do here, if you enjoy the content that we bring you on a weekly basis, patreon.com slash PTEBB is your home for all of our bonus content. Uh, if you have the financial means to support the show and the network, that's the best place to do so. Uh, if you can't do that right now, I get it. We've all been there. Five-star rating, write us a review, tell your friends, tell your family. Don't tell your kids. We're not meant for kids' ears. But listen, it's enough from us. You can head on over to PTEBB.com and find more of our information for the time being. Well, for the evening and for the pub trivia experience. Jesus, that was a strong drink, y'all. For the pub trivia experience, I have been Chris. I've been Tim. And I've been Jeremy. And we'll see you next time. Until then, have a good one. 